Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, hey guys, this is another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. I haven't had a ton of prospects to talk about still. We're, we're, how, many, how many weeks has it been? Has it been like a, a full year since we've really had prospect games to discuss? Because there's been zero. It's been a wasteland. It's, I mean, COVID seems like it's been about two years. So, yeah, it's, it's been like five years since we've had prospect talk. Every normal day of COVID or every day of COVID is equivalent to at least three days of real life. So we've been in COVID for what is like seven, eight months. Yeah. Times that by three. That's how it, that's what it feels like that we've missed a solid, yeah, a solid 24 months, um, two years of being in hell. Uh, we do have instruct leagues that we don't have a lot of information about, but I've got some, uh, behind the scenes, uh, peel back the curtain, um, moving parts where we, we might get some people to talk about what's going on in the instruct leagues in a couple of weeks. So that'll be exciting. I'm looking forward to that more than like anything else that's happened with prospects this year, getting, getting in on the instruct leagues. It'll be the first thing we get to talk about on actual prospects. <laughs> Not just this. Like, yeah. He's looking good. <laughs> this is episode 66. Wait, do you know what order 66 is? What do you mean? Order 66. I do no. not. If I gave you the hint, it's a, a Star Wars reference. Would that help you? No, I am not a Star Wars guy. <laughs> You're not a nerd? I didn't say that. Okay. Order 66. So whenever I see 66, this is episode 66, I think of Order 66. That's the order the Empire or the Emperor gave to kill all the Jedi in episode three. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have problems <laughs> with, uh, with nerds. I, I have problems with dorks. Oh, so you listened to uh, PMT last week, huh? Just Matthew McConaughey. Like, <laughs> is there anyone cooler than him? Um, no, he would be. He's first ballot Hall of Famer on the Rushmore of cool with like James Dean, uh, Elvis Presley. Like, who else would be up? It's he's yeah, second to none. Like him and Leo. Yeah, Leo would be on that too. The modern day cool guys. It's Leo and McConaughey. Yep. So this is episode 66. Before we get into the rest of the show, we've got um, a game called Of Course, But Maybe. So I don't know if you, uh, I'm a big Louis C.K. fan. Uh, coming back, by the way, give him the Undertaker gift. Louis C.K. is back. Uh, so we're doing, it's a bit he did. Uh, it's one of my favorite bits of any comedian ever. It's called Of, of Course, But Maybe. So we're going to do that with the Padres. And then uh, we're going to sprinkle in a little dash of free agency talk because they kind of connect. And then Baseball America has released their first and second teams. So hashtag content for us. I don't know if you took a look at that yet, but um, may or may not be some Padres on this list. So we'll, we'll talk about that. First, um, World Series odds for 2021. I wanted to talk to you about that because you and I are both, I'd say, casual gambling aficionados. Is that fair? Yeah, we've been here all summer. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we try to do locks of the week. Our locks of the week, we're going to talk about at the end of the show. Um, 
you're kind of you're starting to go in the wrong direction, and I figured it out. So we'll we'll talk about that later too. But going over these 2021 World Series early releases, anybody you wanted to bet on? Anybody excite you? What, what was your feeling when you saw this? I saw the Padres were the third favorite, which really does it seem high? Me. It's a little high, isn't it? It does seem high. I I don't think I will be betting on that. The odds aren't. The payout is not that good, but it's it's eight to one. I think that's the the love has gone too far in the other direction. Everybody was sleeping on the Padres, and then they were everybody's sleeper team, and now all of a sudden we're the third favorites to win the World Series. Yeah, behind the Dodgers and I forget who was the other team. The Yankees. So the Dodgers the are at nine to two to repeat. You can throw the Dodgers out right away. Nobody repeats every year. Uh, experts get on TV. Not gambling experts, but but sports experts will get on and pick Super Bowl winners for the next season or World Series winners, and then we just pick the same team that just won. Like you guys, you know how hard it is to go back to back. That never happens. So but, I always I always I mean, throw the Dodgers out right away. They didn't really win this year. It was like cool. You won an AAU basketball tournament, like so it doesn't really count. So oh, they had players who were tested positive for COVID in the game. During the game and then came out and celebrated with the whole team, grabbed the trophy, kissed his wife, you know. Is this just, worse than the Astros cheating scandal? Playing, I don't think so, playing the game. I, I want it to be. Playing the game with an infectious disease, knowing that you had it and, it, and potentially spreading it to others. It's, I mean, it might be one of the most boneheaded moves of all time in MLB. Boneheaded, very PC of you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dodgers nine to two, Yankees thirteen to two, Potters eight to one, Rays ten to one, Atlanta twelve to one. I like the Twins at fourteen to one. I like the A's at sixteen to one. Those are your best bets, I think. Best values. I don't like the Twins. I like the A's pick. A's at sixteen to one is very solid. Um, and then you know what? I kind of like. I even like the Astros at twenty-two to one. Give them a full oh, season. Don't they have a ton of free agents, though? And isn't Verlander pretty much done? Verlander will not pitch next year, no. But 22-1, yeah. to 1, I still like it. They got here without him. Um, they're still a dangerous team in a, in a series. If Just get into the playoffs, and I think they're dangerous. Okay. I really, I really do hate it, though, when our teams start getting a little too much national recognition. I like to fly under the radar. And now that they're 8-1, to 1, it's just like... Oh, they're set up to lose now. I hate th- I hate being in that situation. We're no longer the underdog, like backs against the wall. No, now now they're a good team, and nobody's surprised or impressed or cares. They're not sexy. I anymore. bet if you went back in history, we have never been the third favorite to win the World <laughs> Series. Uh, preseason, yeah, uh, I think that's pretty safe to say. The best Padres team ever was '98. They had a good team in '96. So so in '97, I think there were some probably high expectations in '98, but I do I wouldn't think they would have finished um, third in the in the preseason. I don't even think like going into the postseason they might have been third because there were a few hundred win teams that year. Like the Astros had a better record, the Yankees had a better record, and the Braves were were expected to beat us too. I think. Correct. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah this is the highest ex- expectation team we ever had. That's that kind of makes me sick. I don't like hearing that. It's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. Thankfully, we've got uh, 
another year of growth for some of the guys, Fernando, especially MVP here coming in. Find those odds. I don't know what those odds are yet, but Fernando, MVP, I love those. Whatever it is, I want it. He uh, has some more motivation, as we saw on Twitter, that they did not put him in the finalists for Gold Glove. I love the motivation factor of the young superstar who didn't get to win in his first year. I know it sucks the Padres lost, but for him, I know you, it, it can backfire too. So like going back through this, this is what like the NBA always goes through. Like the young star who gets there a little early. So like early LeBron, early KD, um, that KD team with Russell and uh, Serge Ibaka and James Harden that should have been around forever, you know, and won multiple championships and didn't. But like the young stars, the young core that gets to the the playoffs for the first time and gets a taste of defeat kind of for the first time in their lives and can bounce back the next season. I like that kind of angle to it. Yeah, makes them hungry. We eaten, you know. Uh, bring back the chop. Where would where, the chop go? I miss I the don't chop. Know. I miss. I do miss the chop. The chop was way better than the we eating BS. The that we eating's other... old. Yeah, it's it's, it's been it's around so for like ten years now. Everyone does it. I mean, he's back in uh, Puerto Rico right now. I've seen him on Instagram, so maybe he's learning some new cool moves to bring over. What's he doing in Puerto Rico? Or the Dominican? Oh, jeez, Wade. It's from the We're Dominican. Cut that. <laughs> yeah right um let's get to the before you get to the rest of the show let's do your bet online read the wait is finally over football is back you might not be at the game this year but you can still be in on the action at bet online maybe bet uh the padres eight to one odds um eh, stay away from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online and there is always the online casino as well it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I never heard of half of these guys, and the ones I do know are way past the prime. Most of these guys never had a prime. This guy here is dead. You want to do uh, the Baseball America first, second team, or of course, but maybe. Leave it up to you. Let's let's do uh, Baseball America first and second team. By the way, I nailed that average. Yeah, you did pretty good. You're getting better. It only took a year. Yeah, only 66 <laughs> episodes. Uh, and there's still time for you to screw it up next week, which I'm sure you will. Oh, I will. Then multiple voice cracks. Love it. First team, all MLB 2020 for Baseball America. This is not, you know, MLB sanctioned, but do you think a Padre player made first team all MLB? I know you haven't looked at this yet. I am going to say yes. Really? Yes. We trust him. We trust Baseball America. Good friend, Kyle Glazer, friend of the show. Uh, Who do you think made it then? Manny. Manny. Correct. I I, I don't have a soundboard in front of me, but you would have gotten the... um, Price is right eh, eh, when, you're, uh, wow. when you're wrong. Yeah, no no okay. Manny, who Interesting. was a borderline MVP until the last day of the season. Like, he was an MVP candidate the whole year. It came on strong. So, no Manny. You wanted, I'll give you one more guess if you have another one. Lamette. Yeah, we got a Lamette, a Lamette side in. So, 
Final, they, they did uh, five starting pitchers, so it was kind of easy for him to sneak in here. He had no secret. He had a great year. Three and one? Is that his record? That's hilarious. <laughs> Only three and one. And a 209 ERA, 12 games started, 69 innings pitched. Nice. With 93 strikeouts, which is nasty. 0.86 whip is nasty, and a 161 batting average against, which is nasty. Um, the batting average against is the second lowest among qualified st- starters on this list. Trevor Bauer only had a lower one. Um, Trevor Bauer had the second lowest ERA at 173. 173 got you second place on the on the on the ERA title this year. That's across all MLB, by the way. So, um, had a great year. Lamette, it's if, if he's healthy, um, maybe the Padres do a lot more damage this year. Just one of Clevenger and Lamette would have made all the difference in the world, wouldn't it? It would have, especially in a five-game series. Oh, man. It's a shame. In another life, maybe. Spoiler alert, though, the Padres had a second player make first team all MLB, and it was, predictably, Fernando Tatis Jr. He made the shortstop slot. I don't know who else really could have. Like, Corey Seager, I guess, would have been a candidate for shortstop. Trevor Story had a really good season as well. But I think uh, the the first half of Tatis's season was one of the most electric seasons you've ever seen. Finished kind of on a down note, unfortunately. Still had a solid OBP at 366. Still hit 17 home runs. Still stole 11 bases. And those are sexier kind of fantasy baseball numbers if you're into that. But also really turned it around defensively. And as you mentioned earlier, for some reason excluded from the Gold Glove finalists at shortstop, which was shocking i don't what were the people watching this year he he had one of the best statistical defensive seasons of any shortstop this season yeah i i i'm glad he's getting some recognition it's just a shame that the mlb is not giving him that it we'll see i mean who 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 did get third base then if it wasn't manny because that's that's a real shame jose ramirez from the indians who? <laughs> Wade is not a, a baseball guy, but yeah, Jose Ramirez hit 292 with 386 on base, 17 home runs, stole 10 bases. Um, it's, it's a good season. I know, slugged 607. But no complaints from me, Jose Ramirez. Wow. Okay. Second team. Fan. Second team is where you you run into Manny. So Manny's numbers are very comparable to Jose Ramirez. He hit 304 with a 370 on base, 16 home runs, stole six bases, hit slugged 580. So a little higher on base, a little lower slugging, a little higher average, less stolen bases, one less home run. We're we're pick we're picking nits here. We're 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 cutting hairs, slicing. What's the expression? I mean, if you were to bring defense, splitting in, though, hairs. How defensively? I, th- I think. Yeah, this he's the no best contest. defensive. He's the best defensive third baseman in baseball this year. That Manny should have gotten it, but you know, maybe I'll maybe, maybe I'll send a message. Maybe MLB. Yeah, I'll send a message to Kyle Glazer and be like, Let's "What the send fuck?" Some man? nasty emails to some people. <laughs> <laughs> Just email blast everyone on the BA staff. <laughs> what the fuck are you guys doing? Um. That's it, though. There's no other player for the Padres on second team, which is, you know, unfortunate. But I'm not sure who else could have made it. Like, 
Cronenworth wasn't going to make it. Hosmer wasn't going to make it. Uh, I think there was maybe a case for, mm, I don't know. I was going to say, relief pitcher is really hard to crack. Yeah, I was like picked, maybe uh, Rosenthal. They only picked one reliever. They picked five starters per team and then one reliever per team, which is a little strange. And then Rosenthal wasn't with the club all year. But True. I, don't, I, I guess that doesn't really matter because they're going across baseball. It's not ALNL. So why not just take the guy's cumulative stats across the whole season? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. What about Pomerantz, too? Yeah, I was thinking Pomerantz. No saves. It's a saves position. Didn't Pomerantz have one save? I think he had more than one. I think he had several. Yeah. Um, if you want to see the full list, I'm not going to go over everybody, but go to baseballamerica.com to see the full list. I did think it was interesting that on second team, there was Kenta Maeda from the Twins and Hyunjin Ryu from the Blue Jays, both former Dodgers as of last year. And then the Dodgers let them walk or traded them, I guess. Traded Maeda and let Ryu walk. Or did they trade Ryu yeah. too? I'm not remembering it correctly, but. I just think that's interesting. They, the team needed starting pitching all year, and they had two of the best starters in baseball on their team last year, and <laughs> this is this is the year they win. Yeah, so, the asterisk uh, here. yeah, asterisk for sure. I think just because of COVID, I'm not even worried. I mean, uh, the COVID positive tests. I don't think the season deserves an asterisk. I mean, we as Padre fans, we weren't going to put an asterisk on it if the Padres won. But I, I thought it was a legitimate season. I thought it was a really fun season. I liked the shortness of it. I liked the sprint. And then uh, all the best teams that should have made the playoffs still made the playoffs. I think the two best teams made the World Series. I don't think anyone would really argue with that. And I just think uh, the, the Dodgers playing with their players who have infectious diseases on the field, I think that's worse than anything else. Yeah. Am I being uh, – is, is this too much – Troll, am I being too much of a troll here, or is this uh, a legitimate case that I have? I think it's a I'm legitimate not, case, did you? I can't separate myself from trolling Dodgers and having authentic opinions. They kind of get mixed in together. So I am not I a trustworthy source. Yeah. I'm not a trustworthy <laughs> source here. Let's get into of course, but maybe. So I don't know if you're familiar with of course, but maybe. Are you at all? I not, no. No. So Louis C.K. does a bit. Influences a lot of the show, actually. More than one segment on the show he's influenced. It's really, you know, he has a, th a thought that is agreed upon by everyone as, you know, fact. Everybody can agree on this thing. And then he's got this other kind of gross thought that accompanies it, which he doesn't really believe, but it exists as a thought. So for an example, we'll just start it. Of course, all Padre fans agree on this. Jake Cronenworth had an amazing season. Was a, was a very pleasant surprise in that trade from Tampa Bay and should be National League Rookie of the Year. Of course. Do you dispute anything there? No. But maybe that was the best we're going to see from him. That's just a thought that exists in my head. I can't control that it exists there. Maybe he's not that good, and maybe that was the peak for Jake Cronenworth. He's like an older prospect. Um, he's like a 26-year-old rookie. What do, you, what do you think about that kind of gross thought at the back end there? I mean, 
I think that was always in the back of all of our heads all season. It was like, okay, he's super hot, but why was he not a top prospect? You know, how is this just lightning striking once? Can he keep it up? So I think I had that same thought in the back of my head as well. And his numbers were all trending down by the end of the year. A lot of rookies can come up, especially pitchers that maybe aren't so well known. And then for the first few months of the season, they're brand new. The league doesn't know them yet. You see this with international players too, that come in and dominate for a while. And then the league kind of adjusts you and Jake was trending in the wrong direction by the end of the season. And over the course of a full season does do his numbers kind of settle in at 250, 260 with 15, 16 home runs Plays a good defense. I love I love what he does defensively around the infield. He can play a second. He can play short. He can play first. Um, haven't seen him at third, but um, if you can handle those other positions, I don't see why there's a reason you couldn't handle third. I think he's probably better suited in a super utility role that he plays four times a week, um, gets some starts at second base, but then is spelling guys around the infield. Uh, he plays shortstop one day. Let's Fernando DH. I'm assuming that DH sticks around and then he also mixes in some DH appearances. So I saw that Colton Wong was made available by the St. Louis Cardinals. I've always liked Colton Wong. I think he would fit on this team really well. I know he's another lefty uh, and him and Jake kind of playing together at second. Doesn't make a lot of sense. If you're talking lefty righties, he's they're both lefty, but high on base guy, which I love. He, plays a very good defensive second base right up there with any of the guys that we have on the team and can run. He's, he, he's not like a, a speedster is going to steal 30, 40 bases, but can run enough to be a constant threat on the bases, go from first to third, which I love things that get overlooked, not just stolen bases, but being fast just helps everything you do on the baseball field. So I'm kind of looking at Colton Wong sitting out there. And I'm thinking, would it kill us to put Colton Wong at second and then strengthen the rest of the lineup by having Jake as a DH slash utility guy. What do you think about all that? I don't think it would uh, look bad. I mean, Colton Wong and Tatis up the middle. Can you imagine the double plays that they would be turning together? It would be yeah. so filthy. He had kind of a down year too, overall. I mean, Colton Wong, I thought he played very well in the postseason, but overall his numbers were kind of low during the season, which I didn't expect. I thought he was going to have a great year. So maybe that even buys you some, uh, you get a discount in the off season because he's not coming off this super hot year. I think he becomes slightly more affordable. Whereas maybe if he had an all-star type season, he's not because you know how agents are. Um, they're going to try to milk you for every dime you have. And if your, your client is coming off a year where he hits 200 kind of hard to ask for the moon, you know? So I think right. he's, an afford- I think he's an affordable option in second. Now just throwing it out there. Throwing- We've got a long off season ahead of us. Throwing it out there. The Potters have their own free agents to work out, uh, worry about. By the way, those free agents, um, the big ones, Yates and Rosenthal and Profar. So, and Garrett Richards, obviously. But uh, Yates and Rosenthal, you'd think they'd have to bring one of those back, right? We will bring back whoever they can get for cheaper, yes. Okay. Of course, but maybe. Of course, the Padres starting pitching can be elite. It looks elite. Clevenger, Lamette, maybe a bounce back from Paddock in a sophomore slump. Okay, so he figures some things out. Paddock, 
Uh, maybe Luis Patino, maybe Mackenzie Gore. Maybe that all happens this year. Maybe it happens next year. But anyway, at the top, Clevenger, Lamette, hard to get any better than that, of course. But maybe we can't rely on those two to stay healthy for an entire season. And maybe we need another elite starter. I'm looking at you, Trevor Bauer. That's your guy. I mean, we know where, yeah, we know where (laughs) I stand on this one. I have been very outspoken that I want Trevor Bauer on this team. And if we get another elite starter, no one's beating us. I'm just, I just don't know how the finances are going to work out because every team lost a lot of money this year. And the Potters have been spending money kind of like drunken sailors the last two seasons. I don't know if they have the money for it. I'd like to get a Padres official on to talk about their finances, although that's sound that's basically an impossible ask. I I just don't know where they make the money to have $25 million for Trevor Bauer, who's coming off his best season ever. And he couldn't have timed his I mean, he he did everything perfectly. If if you're doing one year deals as a starting pitcher, which I would never have advised because pitchers get hurt so frequently. But he nailed it this year. He had one of the best seasons ever. And in 60 games, he was able to stay healthy. And he's going to make a ton of money next year. So I saw him on Twitter, his agent, uh, or Trevor posted on Twitter that he's available listening to all offers from all teams in MLB and Japan, which is hilarious. And his agent was like, oh, that's why my phone is blowing up so much. So I thought he was his own agent. Is that not true? Or his PR slash manager or whatever, whoever that is. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Who works with him on close on every deal, I'm sure. But I think I think the Potters actually really need Trevor Bauer. I didn't think so earlier. I, I kind of just liked what we had. But I don't think Lamette, who had Tommy John, and then at the end of the year, there's a lot of uncertainty about what this like biceps injury is, him and Clevenger. I I just am terrified that the season starts, we get six weeks in, and then one of them is done for the year, and then we're screwed. Yeah, it, it's a scary thought. I'd make that priority number one. The offense was lights out this year. I love the offense, especially if they were to get Colton Wong or something. I don't think you need to really touch the offense too much. I would love a starting pitcher, and I think it needs to be Trevor Bauer. Finally, you're coming around. <laughs> I'm here. I, I mean, I'm around. You, you finally, it happened. I'm here. Of course, but maybe, of course, Trent Grisham is worthy of gold glove consideration this year. He had a great defensive season in center field, of course. But he's not, but long term, he's not a center fielder. This is not a new take. This is one I just wanted to slide in here because I know everybody loves him in center field. Um, I've never liked the way he goes back on balls. I think he comes in fantastically. I think he makes a lot of spectacular plays coming in on balls. I would just be much happier with him in a corner position long term and then try to get someone to play center. Yeah, I I don't think we go out and spend money on a center fielder. I think we, in the minors, see if C.J. Abrams can develop into that. You want to just fake it with Grisham for a couple more seasons? Yeah. I think we can do that. If he can play an average center field, which I think he's capable of, I think that's fine. But let's let's pump the brakes on him being Eric Owens or Steve Finley or someone else from Potter's history playing elite center field, because I don't think he's that. I would agree. Of course. Will Myers had a huge bounce back season. This is arguably his best season ever. Short, small sample size. 
of course. I love that he's been with the Padres. He's one of the longest tenured Padres now. He he played through all the losing seasons. I'm happy he's finally on a winner. I just love him as a dude. But maybe this is the perfect chance to sell high on him and save some money. But maybe who is taking that contract on? I don't know. It's not the it's not the biggest contract in the world. It's not a good contract, but it's not one of these Manny Machado thirty million dollars a year contracts. It's um, I can pull it up right here real quick, but I'm thinking it's in like the neighborhood of twenty million dollars. So maybe we right? trade with the Angels, and then he just becomes a nobody, and they have another terrible contract on their books. Well, it's not a it's not a terrible contract. I mean they they're going to be getting rid of. You want to just take Albert Pujols back? <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd love to do that. Um, yeah, he's only making twenty million this year. And he's on the book. Keep him. He's on the books for three more seasons. He's making it's three years, sixty million, and he's coming off a great year. I don't think that's a crazy contract I, to try to get ri- rid of. I think we keep him. He's he's a fan favorite. You can't let him go. And he's productive. So I don't know if he made surplus value on his deal this year. I haven't crunched the numbers, but. I we've talked about him a lot. He's such a good player in his current role as like the third best hitter on the team. I love that for him. Like that's where he gets to well, shine. I don't think he wants the spotlight. I don't think he wants to be the number three hitter every night. I think he's I think he's a, a great five six hitter on a on a championship team. That's where he thrives. And we we saw. I don't think it's a coincidence. That's this is the first year he's been that with the Padres. Not asking too much from him, and he blossomed. Sometimes, Wade, the flower grows taller and brighter if you're not staring at it. Wow. Great quote. Words of uh, Confucius. I'm sure that's a a butchered quote from somewhere, but that's Will Myers in a nutshell. That's my of course, but maybes. I don't know what we would do in the outfield if we got rid of Will Myers. Suddenly, outfield was a strength, and I, I wouldn't want like Profar to be the everyday right fielder. Right, who is a free agent who might not come back to the squad even. Well, I think Preller's in love with him, like literally is in love with him, and I think Profar is coming back no matter what. Okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah, and then he and Fam can split time in left field. I think that's a perfect role for both those guys because I'd prefer Fam at DH anyway. Right. There you go. Those were my of course, but maybe. Is that a do again, Wade, for you? I liked it. It was a great exercise. I not terrible. Not support Louis C.K., but I think it was a great <laughs> exercise. Okay, I'll show you. I'll show you Louis's new special, and uh, we'll see if we can get you back on board. Hard pass. <laughs> Locks of the week. Target locked. Last week, you took Dallas minus one. Tremendous. That was pick. ugly. Tremendous pick by you. I lost money on Dallas too, by the way. <laughs> And then uh, I took Carolina plus seven and a half, and they easily covered with my boys. So I am back. Wade is two and two. I am one, two and one on the air. Time to. There's still time to turn this thing around. We're not. That was your first win. That was my first win. Yeah, because we took a couple (laughs) weeks off there in the middle. That I was actually. um, I know no one will believe me, but I actually did well on those weeks. So we've only picked four weeks. Uh, Hey, this is this is the beginning of my hot streak. So my Panthers crushed it. So I'm hot. This oh, week. True. Only as good as your last bet. There you go. I'm 1-0. Who do you like this upcoming week? 
I am going to take the New York Jets because oh, that spread is eighteen pick. and a half points. Disgusting. That is a crazy spread. It's I crazy that you're Kansas, even considering betting on this. Kansas City going up twenty-one points in the first quarter and then removing their starters. This is going to be if if it happens, it's going to be a backdoor cover on the last drive of the game. Yep, just like the Bengals last week. <laughs> uh, did you win money on the Bengals? Oh, we lost money on the Bengals. Yes, we were on the other side of that one. We. I saw this on Twitter and on uh, some of these gambling shows on TV where we weren't the only ones to lose money on that missed extra point by <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. The spread was three and a half. And uh, we had that late touchdown with 11 seconds left. Just needed the extra point. This is a this is a bad beat. And I'm sure a million people sent it in to Scott Van Pelt. We were not the only ones. I don't know if that makes you feel better, but that one really hurt. It did. I... I like two two things this week. One's a game and one's an over. And I'm not sure which one to do. I'm going to talk it through with you and see what you say. The The 49ers plus three play in Seattle. Seattle's coming off a really tough game. Sunday night. Was it Sunday night? Yeah. And I just think Seattle plays a lot of close games. They're good, but they're always, especially a divisional opponent. The Niners played them really yeah, well. The Niners look like they're back. Niners might be back. They're missing Ricky Mostert again this week, though, but they always just plug in a new running back anyway. I kind of like the Niners plus three. And I also like Raiders, Browns over 51. It's the second highest over on the week. There's a couple teams at 51. There's 153. But I think the Browns offense is starting to click. They played so much better without OBJ. Ewing theory effect, full effect right now with OBJ missing games. So I like the Browns offense. I like the Raiders offense. They scored a bunch on Tampa Bay last week. I don't think either defense is good right now. And I think this is a shootout. So which one do you like more? To quote our good friend, Big Cat, life is too short to bet the under. I like the that's over. A, that's a fact. You like it more than the Niners plus three. I do. Okay. I will take Raiders, Brown. We don't do many over-unders. We always just pick... Straight up games, uh, or not straight up, but you know, with the with the point spreads, we usually just pick games. I know I did the, the over kind of jumped out to me. I think this is like a thirty to twenty five game final score. That's what I would guess. But all right, I'll you talk to me and do it. Not that I needed to be talked into it, but I'm gonna take the Browns Raiders over fifty one is my lock of the week. Good luck to you, sir, and thank you. And thank all of you, the plural you, for listening. Please follow the show's Twitter account at Friar Farmhands. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. You've been listening to the Believe and Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. I'm Ryan Hart, still not introducing myself at the beginning of the show. I'm introducing myself at the end of the show. I think you figured it out by now. And that was Wade. We'll talk to you all next week. Life's a beach, and I'm just playing in the sand. Just move on up toward your destination. Though you may find from time to time. Is that McConaughey also? That is Wheezy. Oh, it's Wheezy. It sounds like... The, the, <laughs>
the philosophy of Wheezy and McConaughey is eerily similar sometimes. It is very. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.